ready? So welcome back to the Diaries of the Wild Ones. Now, because this is a little bit of a Naughty Boy episode, I'm not going to use my major sponsor, but what I am going to do is promote something I really believe in, and that is efficient gardening. Now, if you're not aware, I'm right into permaculture and sustainable living, and that's why I live off-grid, surrounded by nature. And if you've watched anything on me on social media, you would have seen one of my neighbors, Ben Adams, Benny Adams in my videos, doing stupid stuff with me all the time. Now, if you... Don't already follow Ben Adams on Instagram, which is benadams.tv. You would have seen that he is an efficient gardener. He is the guru of gardening actually in our era, and we all follow his advice. Now, what Ben has done, being the surfer that he is, being the traveler that he is, he's created a way to garden as efficiently as possible so he has more time to surf and play. He's created an online course so you at home can also have a simple garden that just works for itself so less time gardening more time eating nutrient dense food and more time playing it's simple so you can go to benadams.tv and you can do his course i think it's about a a 30 minute video it's a step by step he's literally done everything for you he's told he tells you what soil to use what mulch to use where to get it from where to do this when to plant what hit there's a whole planting guide there i've done the course it was so simple i grow my food like this And why it works for me is because I'm a traveler and I don't have the time to be in the garden every day. And Ben has just simplified it for me. He's simplified it for all of us and we're all so stoked for him. So I'm so stoked that I can actually promote this for him because I want to see him do really well in this because it just works. It's a great way to grow food and it's just just simple and efficient. Wouldn't you want to be able to grow food simply and more efficiently. And I think that's what a lot of people, what holds them back from doing a garden is that it seems like it's hard work. So anyway, Benny's created a way to make that simple. Benadams.tv, go do the course and I promise you won't be disappointed. Okay, so Josh Emberg, who you're about to meet, is one of my best mate's older brother and the first backpacker I ever knew. Josh being six years older than all of us, he would come home from his travels and tell us wild stories about these other cultures which used to make our teenage minds run wild with adventurous possibilities. And it just inspired me so much to go travel. This episode was random and fun. I was flying through Florida and I just had to stop in for a few days so I could see Josh and his beautiful Colombian wife, Andrea. And of course, we did what you'd normally do when you meet up with a friend you haven't seen for a while overseas. We drank a lot of beer together, which is probably what we needed to do to get Josh to tell some stories. So I apologize because we are pretty intoxicated. So sorry about the swear words, but after all, Josh was in the Navy. And also, I had a little cough, so I'm sorry about that. But I'm just so stoked I got to hear about some of his travels and his wild times. So this is the intoxicated Josh Emberg. Enjoy. You know, he gone, mate. Bloody all right. What's going on in the world? <laughs> oh, this is silly, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah. Well, first, <laughs> first of all, I've got to get, I've got to get a fucking plane and. What time is it? I've got to get a plane in five and a half hours. That's all right. 
fucking not like the first time you've ever done that in your life, is it? Uh, no. No. Uh, so, what's going on in the world, Shanksy? Well, I'm glad you got us home without getting us arrested. <laughs> well, we had a bit of a bit of a uh, side stop, bit of Taco Bell, five tacos for uh, five bucks, and a fucking bit of Coke, Coca Cola. That is everyone. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's all good. It's all good. We're very uh, good people here. In Florida in the USA. Not that um, this town wasn't built or this state wasn't built on cocaine money. Oh, well, that's just a bit of hearsay, mate. I don't know what you're talking about there. <laughs> Dude, you're married to a Colombian. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. You know, know, you're wearing a Pablo hey, hey, Escobar hey, hey. shirt. You know oh, exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, you know. That's life in the... Uh, in the big time, isn't it? <laughs> That's the life of the big time. I've actually kind of got you to blame for this. For what? For this podcast and shit? No, just for everything in general. For me backpacking because oh, you know. were the first out of our whole group to backpack. Well, you know, that was uh, it was a goal in my life that I uh, I didn't realise I I wanted to do until um as a young as a young bloke and. Uh, on the Goldie, and uh, like everyone else, a little bit uh, miscued and not knowing what I was going to do with my life. Um, we'd go to school, and then be like lunchtime and go, oh, this is shit. What's going on down the road? Oh, the surf looks pretty good. Let's go over a surf. Go for a surf at lunch, and be like, oh, what have we got after lunch? Double maths? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Let's just stay in the surf. So that would that was the beginning of the uh, <coughs> downfall for me, but maybe not downfall. Maybe the enlightenment of uh, figuring out there's more to life than uh, just studying, than living on the Gold Coast. Yeah. So what did yeah, you yeah. do with it? So after that, the so, old the old man the old man figured out after a while. I started this like wagon school. For, uh, you know, lunchtime afterwards, I go and like, you know, PBC. It's like across the road from the fucking ocean. So, which is the school you went to? Yeah, you know that. You know, you know, the, you know PBC. And yeah, everyone right. who doesn't, it's about uh, less than half a k away from the ocean. So from the uh, the oval part. So we like have a little go down there, have a little dari or something, and then be like. Should we just go on and have a look and see what the surf's like? We go have a look at the surf's like, and we're like, oh, my house. When and Lady Avenue was just around the corner, so we're like, let's quickly duck back and we'll grab our boards and we'll, we'll go have a quick little surf. And, yeah. So you started off just being a wagger from school. Yeah. You oh, know. so that's why you're a deadbeat. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no. That's how the deadbeats always started. It. That's where the deadbeats start. Wagger school. So the old man. For, uh, eventually he was like found out It's like you, you've been wagging school for like two months I'm like yeah <coughs> I don't really like school that much anymore I'm like I'm still getting B's and everything And uh, without trying So B's are pretty good when you're not trying For English and bloody whatever else He's like well you can't just keep doing that This is important time for you I'm like well why is it important Because I don't want to go down I don't want to be a lawyer I don't want to be an accountant or anything like that and he's like well if you're going to stay in my house you got to get a job I was like all right shit (laughs) 
so I ended up working at KFC as a cook. That was terrible. Shut up. You got that a job at terrible. KFC? Terrible. What, the one at the Pine Shopping Center? No, Cooley. It doesn't cool exist gutter. anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. That Remember the little old KFC down at Cooley, right on the Esplanade area? Right under where the staircase oh, yeah, and shit I do is. Remember. Yeah, 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 right there. I was Shut up. I was cooking your chicken right there. And it was a bit my friends at the end I like, cooked too much. And so I get to take it home. So did, wait, like, did you go to year twelve? No. Year eleven, I I quit after that. Really? Then but in the, the the end of the long story of all this bullshit is that uh the old man was like, You gotta you gotta <laughs> you gotta do something with your life. And I was like, Oh, I'm pretty happy just surfing and doing my own shit. And he's like, no, do something. Like, all right. So I ended up joining the Navy. I wanted to go to the Air Force. Long story short, that's another story. We're not going to get involved with that. Went to the Navy interview by mistake. Ended up in the Navy. Six years in the Navy. Interview by mistake, as as in you thought you were going to be going into the Air Force? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ended up in the Navy? Yeah, yeah. I I wanted to be a firefighter in the the Air Force. And I went to the interview and we're talking, talking. And they're like, um, so you want to be a firefighter? Uh, yeah, but this is... Uh, they started talking about ships and stuff. And I was like, um, this isn't the Air Force, is it? And they went, no, this is the Navy. I was like, oh, they're about calls back if the Air Force doesn't work out for you. They weren't hiring anyone to, uh, to join the Air Force as a firefighter at that time. So I went back and went, I'll take a job in the Navy then, thank you. And... Yeah, maybe it was a good period for me. Six years, and this is where the story is going to evolve into traveling and some craziness we'll so, talk about. So but for pretty much, what, age 17? Age 17, 17 I was uh, 17 and a half. And you joined was, the Australian the, the, Navy. You, could have to, you had to be 17 and a half to join, the, uh, to join the military. So I joined at 17 and seven months or some bullshit like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was a young cunt. Very... Sorry, sorry everyone. The C word is Australia, isn't it? We're allowed to drop that one. C bomb. Jim Jeffries, he <laughs> likes to drop it. Yeah. I live in the states now. We'll you get live in America. Later. Yeah, we're in Florida America. right now. We're Fuck in, you. Yeah, we're in Florida right now, yeah. so it's a, it's okay to say the C word if you quote Jim Jeffries because yeah. he. Has... You got to quote Jim Jeffries after it. You're all a bunch of cunts, but nice cunts. Jim Jeffries says <laughs> oh, it's all right. God. God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So, so no, no, no. So, so you're in there. So you join the fuck it. You join the navy. Join the navy. That's um. That's where everything went downhill, uphill, round the corner, whatever you want to say. So I was brought up by a bunch of drunken alcoholic sailors. So that's probably why I it's turned out a little bit like I am. But it was a good life. Are you calling your parents drunk alcoholic sailors? No, the people that I uh, was on a ship with. Oh, the people you're on a yeah. ship no, with. No, yeah, well, they yeah. were kind of drunken <laughs> Alex sailors as well. They're a little bit like that. They could be, but no. No, no, no they weren't really. So time in the Navy. Six years. Did six years in the Navy. And uh, that's where it uh, wet my appetite to uh, travel the world. And, uh, you know, that's basically what I've been doing with my life since uh, since I joined the Navy. Left the Navy at uh, yeah, 23. And how old and are you now? 39. 39. 39. 39. Hitting the big 4-0 this year. Jesus Christ. And you've been backpacking. But still, still, um, still, I've got two brothers. The middle one, Leif, is a good cunt. But, you know, 
everyone thinks he's older than me in that right life. You got a lot of crow eyes, but you know, it's all right, mate. It's okay. Plus, if anyone's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, Leaf hates it. Leaf hates it. He does. What about, Every... the, young, what about the younger brother? Younger Jace? Tony. Young, well, we don't call him Jace. Jace, Jace. Jace is good, but, you know, when Tony gets out, Jesus Christ. You better watch out. So who's Tony then? Tony is the alter ego of Jace. And then um, Jace is pretty much... So there's two he's, younger he's brothers. Jace, Jace, yeah, two there's younger a, brothers. There's the same person. Same, Jace has two personalities. Two personalities. He has a drunken personality, and his drunken personality is called Tony. And I also have a very bad drunken personality, and uh, we his call that name Dudley, is Dudley. And, that, and that's who I'm interviewing right now. Well, not quite. <laughs> Dudley's not out and about. I've I'm, seen. I Dudley. have my clothes on. I've seen Dudley, and I have seen Tony many, many, many of times. Very many times, a lot. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's get into some travel stories. Oh, travel stories, plenty of them. Very incriminating ones. I'm going to keep a few of those under wraps. But actually, uh, tell me that one. Tell me the full version of what you told me yesterday about making it home with very limited money. Oh. The actual full is. Do you want to so, tell that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's many times. I uh, I quite pride myself on uh, traveling to the limit. So when I travel, I set the the funds aside. And uh, so pretty much since you left the navy, you've been backpacking and backpacking around the world. Basically, so you know, I I've basically been traveling for uh, what is that twenty years? I guess. Where have you traveled to? Like when we're talking about this, like where are we talking? Um, so. My, my my original travel uh, was for um, South America. Uh, at the end of my Navy days, I, I, I read this book called The Celestine Prophecy. Now, this is getting a little more deeper. It's like spiritual shit and, you know, I like to pretend I'm a very spiritual person and I am. Pretend, maybe. Not so much the word <laughs> pretend, but, you know, I, I feel that way a little bit. And uh, anyway, I read this book. And it was based in Peru and it was on the, uh, the nine insights into life and how to evolve into a better person. At the end of my Navy time when I was just a, a you know, young, drunken bum and I just wanted to get out and see the world, this, this book really resonated with me. And so back then it was, um, you know, this is before smartphones, before uh iPods before any of that shit. Hotmail only just existed. You know, that only just came out. So started traveling all that and all everything was pretty cool and all that. And uh I just went, I have to travel to Peru first. So to get from Australia to Peru, it's not like you, you can't just get a direct flight from Australia to Peru. So I took a around the world ticket and our first stop had to be Peru, so I had to go Australia, LA, LA, Dallas, Dallas, Peru. But I was happy. Got to Peru, got to do that first. Did like Machu Picchu. I did Machu Picchu, the trek before it turned into a fucking circus. Now it's a circus. I, I wouldn't even, I couldn't even do it now. I'd look at that and just be like, I remember my even God. when I did it, I did it about eight years ago and it was, it was so touristy. Oh, I did it. When I did it, it was 2004. And it was touristy then. It was yeah. real touristy. But I, I, I did it with some like random cool people. I did it with these Czech guys. And these Czech guys were pretty cool. They had a flask. And every time we get to the top of a peak, they get the flask and we'd cheers. And they'd have a little shot of vodka at every fucking peak we'd hit. 
I was like, cheers, we get we get to the peak. Take shot. Australia, take shot. I'm like, don't tell me twice, give me another one. There we go. And they were all they were all looking at me crazy because it's kinda cold. But you know as an Aussie, this is exactly how you're dressed and exactly how I'm dressed. We're in singlets and shorts. That's how I did Machu Picchu. I did not have a jumper. At all, the whole time. No, I had a poncho. I bought a poncho and I wore the poncho (laughs) the whole way. That was my only warm clothing. But it was hot when you... you We were walking like hardcore the whole time. But it it was fun. It was fun. And, you know, and that whet my appetite for traveling was the Navy. And then uh, through South America, I, I was supposed to do the whole world. And I just did 10 months in South America. I was just blown back by just how amazing the whole continent was and the people and all the people I met traveling so I, I I didn't want to go to Europe I was like I'll do Europe later but I'm fascinated with South America I'm, I just want to stay here yeah did you start learning Spanish uh yeah I, know I, you can I speak didn't know Spanish now, I don't speak Spanish time. now but then all I knew was hola cerveza dos mas like not, probably, more, probably not even that probably not even that I didn't even know that I knew nothing. So where did you spend most of your time in South America? Like if you landed in Peru? I landed in Peru and I spent the first three weeks in Lima, just getting my bearings and um, having a, a little, <coughs> bit of a, ex- little bit of party time. I got a you know, cough, you got to excuse me. You, you know, you got to have first place you get to, you got to yeah, feel the vibe and uh, get amongst it. So I yeah. got amongst it in, uh, in Lima. A lot of lot of party, a lot of party time, and do you know what we did at a party once in Lima? Oh, okay, can only imagine. You, no, did you know that all the all the takeaway joints there have their own um, kids playgrounds? When you go through the city, so there's like McDonald's and Burger King or whatever it is, like all the fast food chains around yeah. Lima and Peru all have like as big as the restaurant is. You have as big pretty much next door as a playground. Yeah. And so we got drunk one day and went playground hopping. <coughs> Sorry, I got a cough. No, but we got drunk and went through the city going playground hopping from fucking takeaway joint to takeaway joint, getting kicked out at every one. But it was so fun, like just running in, <laughs> going and like going through like the playground, like the ball pit and like jumping through and everything. Yeah. And then, yeah. So much, Peru, so much fun. I, I ended up... Um, I was supposed to stay like maybe two, three weeks in Peru. And I I did my whole three-month visa and I had to cross the border quickly into Bolivia before I overstayed my visa. I ended up staying. I ended up working in a hostel there and living there and just having a, a great time. Uh, it's funny you were saying with the... Um, uh, in Lima, going to the different things, there was a random McDonald's and shit. We went to a... Uh, a go-kart place all of us really drunk went on the go-karts and you know go-karts we were supposed to like dodge each other this was like dodge them cars we were smashing into yeah. each other it was hardcore they were all getting like pissed off at us like bang 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 i was like oh my god we've just like destroyed these cars <laughs> <laughs> smashing them up <laughs> But it's kind of like South America and they just let you go with whatever you want. And if you do damage, damage, then you have to pay. But generally, it was pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
On this first trip, so 10 months in 10 South months. America. That yeah. would have cost... That cost it was money. a bit. It was a bit back then. Um, I think I saved up about 15 grand or something to take with me. And I live like an absolute king. Absolute king. Uh, and I travel a lot. I just... I, I, When I travel, I like to stay in a place for a while and get a feel for it. That's exactly what I like to do. You become yeah. like actually understand what that place is like. You can't... It's... It's... Some places you go quick and you, you move forward. But other places you want to stay there and just soak it in and be part of the scene be yeah. a local yeah become part of it yeah, yeah exactly so i had one place the first place i ever did that was in uh in peru so i stayed in lima and i didn't speak spanish when i got there i had no idea what was going on and i had no idea how difficult it was going to be for me i was like oh what everyone speaks english should be fine and then i got there and i was like yeah no not everyone speaks english this is actually difficult I should probably try and learn a little bit of Spanish. And I did a couple of classes, but didn't learn a heap. But just enough, a little, few little tips, and then picked it up as I was going. And then the hostel I was staying at, uh, there's a place just south of Lima called Huacachina. It's on the Ten Sole Note of Peru. Um, it's this little mean? desert oasis in uh, the department called Ica. And it's it's very famous. It still is now. And back then, I was, I played in a, I stayed in a hostel called Casa de Arena, and uh, I was the bartender there. And they loved me because the bar would close when I went to bed. <laughs> and if, any, if anyone knows me, I'm the last person that goes to bed. I always, I'm always the last one to go to bed. So I always keep drinking, drinking, drinking. Uh, so they loved it. They always make fucking heaps of money. Someone who was just planning to have a couple of beers, next thing they know, they're up till four in the morning and they've had 15 beers. And they're like, Jesus Christ, how did that happen? So back then, that this was before they had uh, iPods, MP3s and all that shit. So I, I went around with a massive CD case full of cds so i'd like take it with me to the bar and i'd put my own music on and yeah we had a fucking we had a ball everywhere i went it was great fun i'd wake up at like about one o'clock in the afternoon the peruvian girl would come and wake me up at one and be like cuatro is tu turno i mean like fuck it's only one i've still got three hours let me sleep and uh yeah just party on and they had, uh, in Wakachina, it was like big, big um, sand dunes. So they had uh, the sandboarding thing. So you go sandboarding, just like snowboarding, but you do it down yeah, sand dunes. And I, I'm not really a great sandboarder. And I do it okay. And I had fun with it. And I was like, I always like speed. So I was like, oh, how do we do this better? So I was always, you know, I was a bodyboarder back in the day. And I was like, we can, I can bodyboard down this shit. So it was like, this was just like a wooden plank. And they would rub like uh, this oil on the bottom of it to get you like your friction and speed. So I'd put my hands inside where you're supposed to put your feet. And then I'd find my little path down where there were no footholes because that was a big thing. If you hit a foothole, 
you're going to crash. And I've seen people break their arms and all shit down there. So you'd find your little path, put your hands through, put the feet up in the air and just bodyboard down. Just yeah, right. go for it. And you would just crank so fast. And you're like, oh my God, just, just don't fall. Whatever you do, don't fall because it's going to be head first into the sand doing like 50, Hot sand, 50 probably, 60 Ks. like sandpaper if yeah. you hit it. It's like 60 Ks down there and you're like, oh, if you fall over head first into this, this is not going to tickle. But it was, it was, it was fun. That was, the, <laughs> that was my first taste into uh, in Peru. Fuck, I'm getting a cough. Yeah. <clears throat> so that started your taste of backpacking around the world. Backpacking, yeah. That, that was. Uh, so that that first trip you did was like ten months, and so the fifteen grand, did you just use it all? Oh, I smashed it, and then I. So put when you're working, the credit card as well. When you're working doing these bar jobs, were you getting paid, or was it nah. just like for, for your accommodation? Free accommodation, free food, and um, at that place, it was um, free like uh free rum and like shit like that but you had to pay for beer yeah right so i was like no no see you know like, well, i have a couple rums and shit but i'm gonna drink beer so yeah. you end up paying a little bit on beer but not heaps there's that's a like i've done that before there's a, that's a way that a lot of travelers like expand their their trips is just by yeah. taking jobs at hostels where you're like yeah. okay i'll just trade yeah, I'll do a bit of work, but I'll just have my accommodation and food and, like, you know, stay for Keeps a few months. Keeps you going. I, I did that on my last <clears throat> big trip in South America. I ran out of money, and uh, I ended up being an English teacher, and that's another story after, but uh, it ended up being something that uh, carried me through in other places, but I, I just completely ran out of money, and I didn't want to go home, and I was making, you know, like... Uh, like a little over a thousand dollars a month in Colombia, that was good money. That was enough for me to like keep going. It, it subsidized my um. So how do you even paycheck. get into it was that? Like, like twenty dollars a, a week. Just being an English speaker, they just wanted native English speakers. So they, they just asked you for yeah. it. It's yeah, like yeah, when I, you were at the hostel and you became the bartender today were you staying there and they just ask you like how does that come about? Or were you looking for it? I wasn't looking for it. It was the the, the hostel that I was staying at in Lima, they were like, oh, you should check out Wakachina. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll go down there. And they're like, oh, the bartender's left. If you want, you can become the next bartender there. I'm like, well, I don't really know what I want to do, but maybe let's go and check it out. So I went with a dude, he was an Israeli guy who owned the hostel in Lima and he introduced me to the people and then I was like, yeah, why not? Okay, I'll be the bartender here. Yeah. And yeah, no. It's a great way to have like deeper experiences in yeah. places. Exactly yeah, what you, you were saying before. Like, you it get really... to experience it a little more. If you've got the time to do it, then, you know, it's the best way to experience another culture. Getting to, to be, you know, I didn't get to experience the culture always. It was like, you know, basically all backpackers I dealt with, but there'd be a lot of locals that would come down and drink there and stuff as well. Yeah, but you're so working with the yeah. locals. That's what I found yeah. like when I was at the surf camps and that in Indonesia, it's like you're working with the locals even yeah. though your your customers were tourists. Yeah. You're still like working in that culture. Exactly. That, yeah, that was, that was the first of it. It was good fun. And then, you know, it just... 
went from strength to strength and you know traveled to many many countries many many cultures and yeah many many stories in between tell us this story about when you run out of money which time when I ran out of money? It happened many times. <laughs> well, you, t- you, t- you told me half <laughs> the story one? last night. And it was fucking hilarious. So Which one the, was that? The twenty dollars back in the pocket. Oh yeah. So um, so now it's not a big thing, but back when I first started traveling, it was you know flights are really expensive. Always, if you wanted to go from like Australia to South America, like poof super expensive much more expensive than it is yeah now. well we're well, we'll talking about this today it's like even now when i travel when we when i first started traveling it was around the world tickets i'd buy a around the world ticket and yeah. like travel the one way around the world and so and that's also how you travel yeah. and you couldn't afford to have last minute flights and now no. when i travel like what how i am last right now flights are the best because I have, deals. yeah, I have like, I literally, everything is just last minute. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh. Like even right now coming here, I just stopped to see you in Florida. And yep. then I just booked a last minute flight to Mexico, which I have to fly to in fucking five hours. hours. Be right. <coughs> and then I don't have a, I don't have a flight past that. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to go to, back to, to Canada. Or, that's, that's why I like the, the, the whole round the world ticket thing, because, um, you had options they make you pick you know like for example say like when i did my first trip uh it was like australia la la dallas dallas peru peru to uh i think i had peru to after peru there was a gap and then i had a flight from like argentina to europe so in between it was make your own yeah, thing. that's what I did. I did Argentina that, you find your own to Peru, way yeah. to Europe. And I, I ended up, I was like, I, I, I'm not going to Europe. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm staying here. First time on the round the world trip, they were just like, yep, you can take your flight back to Australia. You're missing Europe. Just, you can go back. Second time, I did a round the world trip. Um, they're like, no. I'm like, what do you mean no? I'm like, no, you have to go to Europe. I'm like, I don't have any money left. I'm in Colombia. I'm in Bogota. So I want to go straight to Australia. And they're like, well, to get to Australia, you have to go to Europe. And then from there, you go to Australia. Like, and that's too, because you've got to commit to the, the rules of the around the world ticket. Yeah. And so around the world tickets, like when I used to get them, they were like, okay, five or eight or 10 stops that yeah. you'd get, but you'd have to go the one direction yeah. around the world. Yeah, and so that was why you couldn't that's go why they backtrack. made me they made me backtrack I was like I'm not backtracking I just want to go straight from South America to a, to Australia yeah. I don't want to go to Europe but and I, I, I don't even have any remember, money like I think we were in Argentina and like to go to New York or something it's oh. like that it's like on the map it's like it was like nearly close to being oh. in par and they're like oh it has to be forward if not they wouldn't do it, it was like you no. really yeah they do that shit to you and you, you'd pay like a fee to change your ticket be like 100 bucks and be like whatever okay that's fine but they would not let me i had to i was in bogota in colombia and uh, i wanted to go home i had like not much money left and they're like no you have to go through europe to get back to australia i was like jesus all right so i met this dude uh this german guy in um in Venezuela and uh, we had like a good time we partied and we had heaps of fun and I was like he lived in Berlin he's a video producer and stuff so I was like I know this guy's cool so I'll go hang with him so I had to fly from Bogota 
to Madrid in Spain first. So I had a big party. I think it was like a Thursday night or something. And Thursday night, end of party for living in Colombia. And we had a big one. Then I got up, went, flew to Madrid. Ended up, I didn't have much money. So I was like, got into a uh, one of those... Um, um, at the hostel where you go with everyone from the hostel to a... Oh, a pub crawl. Pub crawl thing. Yeah, you pay for the yeah, pub crawl. I, I, the I pub did one crawl. of them in, in Madrid too. I did the pub crawl. It was like 35 crawl. euro. And it, was, and it was so good because I had this... Oh, this is a story actually I can tell. This is a story. I forgot about this story. So when we went there in Madrid, it was like kind of um, winter time. So it was cold. I was like, I didn't have any fucking warm weather, but I had a, I had a Colombian police jacket. How did you get that jacket? It's a Colombian police jacket. It's a pretty good story, actually. So there's this little place down the road from the hostel where I lived at. It's called Donde Cecis, which Donde means like where. Where is Ceci? And we go down and uh, they had uh, uh, less than a dollar shots of tequila. So we go down and do shots of tequila. And me and my mates, we would like uh, get amongst it like properly you know you you know so tequila what do you do with tequila lick sip suck so we would do uh they're called many different things but we would call them tequila stuntman so everyone who doesn't know what tequila stuntman is is this so it's normally lick sip and suck the lemon at the end so a tequila stuntman is you get the uh, salt instead of licking it you snort the salt, and then you get the you get the uh, uh, the tequila. You shoot it, and you squeeze a lemon in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got very famous at that place for being the crazy Aussies who would just like run amok down there and do that, and uh, we would do that all the time. It was pretty intense and crazy. It was fun though. It was that less than a dollar, and uh, when we, uh, I got to uh, to uh, Germany with this guy I knew, who was a video producer. Wait, how'd you get the jacket? So, oh yeah, the jacket. That's where I went. I got sidetracked with the uh, the whole story there. So, the- so we we're at Donne Sessis, and we we're pretty fucked up. We're like, this is after doing maybe five or six of those shots. We we're pretty maggot. And uh, the cops came in. So the cops always come in around Colombia and they like tell you to move on and time to move, go somewhere else or just get out of the way. And uh, this was like in uh, just after the, it was about 2007, something like that, 2008. And so I had uh, Australia had finally made the World Cup for a change and this was the golden generation of Australian football Harry Kuehl Mark Viduka we were pretty good Italy was the country that beat us and won the World Cup in the end so anyway Colombians are fanatics of football and Colombia had not made the World Cup for years and we're talking this cop was like ah like I looked at his jacket and I was like fucking bitch I can buy this said to my mate I was like you can buy anything in Colombia. I was like, I'm going to buy his jacket. He's like, you can't. It's a cop. You can't buy his jacket. I was like, fuck, I'll so buy a, it. a police-issued jacket. Police-issued jacket. Like going I, up. I remember this jacket. Yeah, I I've still got it. it I've still shirt. got it. Yeah. I've still got it. I love the jacket. Yeah. So the, it's the jackets that all the police wear. It's like just like, you know, a jacket that a cop will have in Australia or something. 
So I went to the guy and he's like, tell us all to go. And I was like, how much for your jacket? And he's like, no, 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 it's not for sale. I was like, everything's for sale. What do you want? How much do you want? And he's like, no, no, no. I was like, I'm from Australia. You like football? I, was like, I have the original football top from Australia, the first time we made the World Cup in 32 years, and I'll give you 100 bucks on top of it. And he's like, hmm, that's more than you need to buy a new jacket. He's like, no, 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 I can't. I have to buy a new jacket. And I was like, how much does a new jacket cost? He's like, 20 bucks. I was like, well, you're getting a hundred and you're getting the original Australia top. First time we've been in the world cup for 32 years. No one in Colombia is going to have this top. And he's like, all right, we'll do it. We'll do it. And so <laughs> we, we drive up there. I get on the back of his fucking motorbike with him. And when we get to the hostel, I was like, oh, let's, let's make a little joke when we get up here. So how come he has to take you up instead of just doing it there and there at the bar? Cause I didn't have the jumper on me. I, I didn't have the Aussie jumper on me. <coughs> Otherwise, I would just would have done it right there with him, but I didn't yeah. have the jumper. I was like, well, we got to go back. You get the jumper and then uh, we'll uh, finish the deal. So we went to the hostel and, you know, we were getting a little bit of mischief there. So they'd be like, hey, Josh, what have you done this time? Blah, 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 blah. So we get up there and I was like, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's, let's, make a, let's make a funny story when we get up there. And I was like, just grab my hands or put them behind my back like you're arresting me and like we'll knock on the door and you just give them like a, you know, a real angry face. And there was a dude there who was the, the door boy. His name was Pablo. And he'd always, he'd always bail me out of the shit and I'd come back drunk and I didn't have money to pay the taxi. And I was like, Pablo, pago el, yo pago ti mañana. Pay him now and I'll pay you in the morning. I'm going to bed. I'm too drunk. I'm, I, I'm done. And he would do it. So he just knew my stupid shit all the time and he'd look after me. So they knocked on the door and I had my hands behind my back and it looked like the police had me arrested and they're like knocking on the door and they're like, oh, que paso ahora, Josh? Que paso? I'm like, like, what have you done now, Josh? I'm like, nothing, nothing. And I jumped up and I was like, nothing, I haven't done anything. And the cop then they're like all really confused. What's going on? And then like, the cops are standing there and I'm I'm running into my room and they're like, I still don't know what's going on. Then I come running out with the uh, Aussie top and give him the Aussie top. The the cop takes his jacket off and I put the jacket on and we swap and we high five and he's left and he's like, I cannot believe this. This is how no one does this. No yeah. one does this. You just like bought the jacket off this guy. Guy puts his strange jumper on, gets back on the bike, and drives off yeah. into the. So now the you sun. have it. I've seen. I've yeah. seen it. I've seen you wearing it in Australia. Oh, you yeah. have a police issued a Colombian police issued jacket. Yeah, yeah, which you can't get unless you're in, with the police. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I wore that. I wore that out in Madrid. When I went back, because it was so cold, I had nothing to wear. It was freezing. I, I went out in Madrid that night with my Colombian police jacket on. So when you got to Spain, you went yeah. out of Madrid, yeah. and the only thing you had was the police the police jacket. jacket. Yeah, that was, and it was awesome. And Did anyone I, say anything? People were, people were saying something. They're like, "Oh, Colombiano, Marica." Eh. <laughs> what does that mean? Marica is like uh, <laughs> the kind of um, Colombian version of mate. Mm. which kind of means like fag but in colombia it's like a saying of like you know just like mate yeah like friend yeah 
it's kind of weird it's kind of like marica it's kind of like for everyone else every other latino it kind of means like you're a fag like a homosexual yeah yeah but there it's in a term of endearment for your friends like, uh, so i don't know it's a different sort of thing yeah right so that's so kind of like Colombia's very macho place but there it's like yeah. it doesn't it's not a bad thing. Yeah. So, so I always used to get in trouble with that because I would be like in other, other Latin American countries. And because I learned a lot of Spanish in Colombia, I would be like calling everyone Marica and they'd be like, what are you calling me a fag for? You got a problem? With this <laughs> you got a problem with me? <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm like, I'm basically Colombian, you know, don't worry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so this is the trip that, so now you're in Spain and yeah. you're, you're running out of money. But oh. you've got to go to Germany. So you go yeah, I went to Germany. Colombia. So you've told the the travel agent, you're like, I want to go back to Australia. And they said, you have to go via Europe. You have to go Europe. through Europe. So then it's gone Spain. Spain. Then so I then went to Berlin. One night. And this is the night. One night, one night. One night in Madrid. And then I had um, two nights in Berlin. And then back to Australia, basically. I had a little stopover in England. So I had two nights in Berlin. I met up with this guy that I... I um, Hung out with him in Venezuela and Colombia. German guy is a video producer. Nice bloke. And uh, ended up at his place. And we went out. And it was... Fuck, the coolest thing was we went out. And it was... This is like October-ish, November-ish. So it was like almost getting to winter. But not quite. So it was cold. But it wasn't like freezing. And that night we went out and it started snowing. And like... They're like, oh, pick the Aussie. The Aussie's fucking dancing in the street with his fucking Heineken beer, fucking whatever, where I was there. But yeah, it's fucking cool. Went out Friday. Friday night, we got there, picked me up at the airport. I ended up back at his house Sunday midday or something. That was after the night out. If anyone who hasn't been to Berlin, it's very easy to do. So Berlin is just like a city that doesn't sleep. It just goes and goes and goes. So well, where did you go? You just go out party. Did he party with you that Yeah, whole time? he partied with me the whole time. And then we sort of like, you know, like with your mates, as something happens, you split up, you go in different directions here. Berlin's the weirdest place ever. So strange. So strange. Just like, well, he went to this club. I can't remember the name of the club. So he's like, he's had a lot, he's got a lot of international friends and stuff. And he's like, we'll try, we'll try to get in here. But, um, they don't let like, uh, tourists in here. They don't let foreigners in here too much because Germans are pretty kinky fuckers. You know, they're, they get up to some weird shit. Sorry, German people, but you're a little bit dirty. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know you'll, you'll hear about it in a second. So. Uh, we went to this club. It's like in East Berlin, these big old warehouses and they just make this big doof, doof, doof clubs everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, it's fun as hell. It's crazy. So we went to this doof, doof club and they just generally, they look at you and they're like, you not coming in. You come in. No one coming in. I have my fucking, the golden jacket, the golden jacket, the Colombian jacket. And they let me in. They let me in. He's like, I've been here with five other foreigners and none of them have ever got in. They only let Germans in. And they let me in. I had my camera. They took my camera off me. They're like, no cameras in here because I had like politicians and shit that go in there and they get their freak on. I was like, how how freaky do they actually get? I remember just being like totally out of it. 
we're in this fucking i went to go to the the shitter went had a piss and they have like couches and shit like right at the front of the pisser and people are just like fucking just like hardcore fucking right in front of the toilets like in the toilets just like going at it and i was like oh, We're just having what sex. yeah and i like not just like like kinky fucking german sex like fucking getting amongst it I was like, wow, this is pretty weird. So what is it, what, hookers worked at that bar? No, just, no, no, it's just, it's just... just everyone, random politicians. Go, that's why they don't let anyone take... This was before smartphones and shit, so you could take your phone and stuff in because no one had camera phones then. Yeah. But I had, like, my my phone, my phone, camera with me, you know, because I was, you know, traveling, I was taking photos of everything. But they're like, no, no camera. No one had a camera phone at that stage. So... You could have your phone with you. Now, I don't know what they do now because you couldn't fucking ban people from taking their phones in. But at that stage, people were just like going mental. Oh, it's weird as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and I did this all in like a budget there. In the end, I uh, ended up back at my mate's place. On the Sunday? On the Sunday in the morning. From there, I ended up at fucking some... Met some random fucking German cunt <laughs> and then ended up at like, he was a chef and then we ended up at his uh, restaurant thing that was closed and everyone's partying there and blah, 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 blah. I can't even remember really. It was that blurry. But from there, I only had a few hours and then we and then I flew to uh, to London and I had a couple hour layover in London. And I had some mates that uh, uh, I, I knew when I from traveling and when I lived in London, come and meet me and have a couple pints. And then I flew from London to Australia. So this flight that they made you originally do from Madrid to get back to Australia, I mean from Bogota yeah. in Colombia to get back to Australia, went Spain, Germany, London, Australia. Yeah, and I had a stopover in Malaysia. I had a stopover in Malaysia on the way because they don't do back then they wouldn't do London to Australia, so I had to yeah, stop. Had to in, I had to stop in, in Kuala Lumpur, yeah, and then from Kuala Lumpur to Australia, and I I got back with twenty dollars in my pocket. That was all I had left after that whole bender. After the whole bender, I had like I had a few hundred bucks before I got there, and then by the end of it, I had twenty dollars. Holy it was like shit. planned to perfection. And every time I do that, basically. Every time. Every time. I have a little... This is one of the stories we talked about earlier. I have a little thing where I... um, You know, we're all Australians. We love to have a little bit of a gamble. So. <laughs> <laughs> the one little... My little gambling fetish is poker. I, I love playing poker and... Uh, um, I now I don't really play it too much, but when I play, I play before I go on a trip because I I have this thing where I I have like a, an amazing success rate every time before a trip. I go and play poker and I win the exact amount of money I need. Like the last time we went to um, Australia for my brother's uh wedding and christmas and everything and i was like i had the old gopro that was uh the gopro 3 and i was like Fuck, gopro 7's coming out it's about time i upgraded i was like oh it's about 500 bucks american dollars 
Uh, so I need 500 bucks to get that. So I went and played poker and I won 700. Enough to buy it. And 200 bucks in the, the old pocket for later. Every time, I always do it. doesn't matter whatever trip we do. I, I like poker though. It's a game where it's not, you're, you're against the yeah. house. You're against the person you're looking at. And Have you ever been in any real dodgy poker games? Oh, yeah. Always. In South America? Um, not so much like real dodgy, like where someone's got a gun or a knife or like fucking threatened your life or anything. But I've had a couple of times where it's like, um, so when the World Cup was on, when the World Cup was on in, uh, what year was that? I think it was 2010. It was when, when Spain won. I think it was 2010 when Spain won. I think that was uh, that was in South Africa. That was the South African World Cup, Spain won. So I was, I was here in Naples uh, with my missus. And she had a trip already planned to Europe. And I was stuck here. And she left. And I was like, well, I'm not staying here for the World Cup with a bunch of Yanks. You don't even know what fucking soccer is. This is like going to be boring as fuck. So I was like, oh, well, Andre, you're going to um, to Europe. I'm going to go to Colombia and watch the World Cup with all my mates down there. Because I only left Colombia a year ago. So I still had a heap of mates there. So I went and um, stayed with um, some English boys that were living there. They were teaching English and they had their own house and stuff. So I went and stayed with them. I ended up spending a hundred dollars cost me for a month to live in South America. Cost me $100. That's all it cost me because I went, that's where I went to play poker. I went there and they have these tournaments. So you go and play the tournament and you you, you play along till the end. It costs you like uh, 50 bucks or something to enter. And then if you get towards the end, you win the money. So I never won completely. I finished second. And I finished second and it was like $1,500. $1,500 in Colombia back then was a fucking lot of money. That paid for my whole trip. Holy shit. <laughs> that was fucking gold. But after I won, <coughs> I was like, fucking taxi. I mean, fucking who is cunt's going to be waiting for me outside? And all of a sudden, you've just got all this money in your hand. And you're like, put that in your pocket and you're like... Well, I don't want no Ubers here. Get a taxi. Yeah. So, because you spent so many years living in and out of of South America, and especially Colombia and Argentina, yeah, like surely there would have been times where dodgy shit, where you were in a dodgy situation, or people tried to rob you, or fucking several several times. Like I know I'm putting you on the spot suddenly, but it's just like. Like even I, I remember when we were in Mendoza and we went to Mendoza because you lived there yeah. once. And so yeah. like you, you told us all this stuff about that, about it. And it was um, on my first round the world trip. Yeah. And we we're in Mendoza and I remember we went looking for this uh, salsa club, I think it was. Mm. And we got lost. Anyway, we're walking down some street and next thing these locals come up and they're like, what, what are you gringos doing? They're like, oh, we're looking for the salsa club. And they're like, well, there's no one here. Are you guys okay? They're like, you've walked down the wrong street. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Get you need to get out of this neighborhood. And they walked us out. We, we had to walk like three or four blocks. Most people are pretty good with that. They'll, they'll, they'll take care of you. 
they realize you're you're in not the right spot. But then if you got the wanker who's the one who wants to rob you, they're like, come over this way, come further in, in, in more. Yeah. So I've I've had. Uh, all right, hang on. Take one. Time for a piss, and I'll tell you the story of uh, when I had a brick fly past my face that probably would have made me brain damaged, but okay. I missed it. Okay, let's pause it. All right, we're back, and you were just saying sleeping's overrated? Sleeping's overrated, and uh, I've, I've decided I have to wait to open it right next to the microphone. <sighs> yeah, another beer. All right, so you're about to tell me a story. Of doggy times in South America. Everyone has this opinion of um, Colombia being such a dangerous country, um, full of narcos and, you know, whatever else. Just just really a dangerous country. And I lived in Colombia for um, a long time. I traveled there for... um, First time I went there, I traveled there for good six six months or more i went back i lived there again traveled there again my wife's colombian i i have a big connection to colombia and the whole time in colombia i never ever really had any dangerous shit happen to me too much there's a couple of times where some dodgy shit happened and this probably is one of the dodgy times where i um i dodged a bullet one of the only times I felt unsafe and shit could have gone really bad where I would not be here right now. So I had a, a, a couple of good mates. I ended up, um, ended up uh, teaching English there. I ran out of money and I ended up being an English teacher there. So uh, I was doing that and I had a, another Aussie mate, um, Tristan, uh, g'day, Tristan. Welcome to fatherhood, mate. Just had a kid a couple of days ago. Congratulations! And uh, <laughs> had a couple. We had a couple of mates uh, that were Irish, and we always used to make fun of us. poor cunts. Imagine these poor cunts learning English from the Irish. All right, to be sure, to be sure, you got to say this. You fucking cunt. Yeah, probably not teaching them that bad, but anyway, they were getting taught by the Irish and the Australians how to learn English. Oh my god, poor bastards, and they were paying for it. Anyway, we had a big night out; it was massive, and um, we were going back. My mate lived at a different hostel to me. We were living in different areas and stuff, but he lived in a different spot to me. We were coming back to this um, this to his hostel he had a little bar there and we were coming back there and um they have the the street kids they've cleaned it up now a little bit in that area now the street kids aren't so prevalent there anymore but these street kids used to like try to be tough bastards and it's like you know we're Aussies we don't like piss off get out of here try and talk shit to me mate and these guys were just talking shit and carrying on across us from the other side of the road. And they were barking, barking at us and in Spanish. And I could understand what they were saying, half of it. I was like, they've been real cocky little cunts, aren't they? So they kept coming up and this one guy came up to me. And I could see what was going to happen. And I said, he was going to do his little ba 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 and then swing a punch. And I was like, this ain't happening. Not on my watch. I know what's going to happen. So I'm going to... 
I'm going to swing first. I'm going to give it to him. So he came up and he was doing his little barking at me. And I just had my fist round the back of my round the back of me, and just turned around and just clocked him. Just give him an almighty Michael Tyson punch. Just boom, hit him fair slock, straight in the chin, bang, dropped him like a bag of shit. Where, he where, went down like so, a bag of shit. And you weren't scared, like I know, like being in other countries, like when you get in trouble with locals it's like ooh, oh like, yeah yeah so like you we know that pissed. they're all gonna I we're know, all but pissed you, you so weren't, I, well, we weren't, I wasn't thinking of the repercussions so you're not thinking of like I, I didn't think of the re- ganging up I didn't think or... of the repercussions no one even knew Tristan and all this they had their backs turned I could see this prick was gonna be a problem he was just arcing at me and I was just telling him to piss off and he just kept going and they walked across the road yeah so you us. knew they were coming to fight I knew they were coming at us to fight and I was like well, get in first. Mm. Get in first. And normally, I don't like doing that shit. But I was like, "This is well, you're in this Columbia. is what you got to do. Yeah, this yeah. is what you got to do." These are the guys that have um, metal chains with padlocks on them, and they whip it at your head and fucking smack you. I've had a friend get hit in the head with a metal chain and a padlock, and they they, they think they're punks, and they're like, oh, "Punk rockers," and we fucking smack you with that. And it's like, what's punk about that? You're just a fucking scumbag. Yeah. So. I knew about this sort of shit. I was like, well, get in first. I'll just drop this cunt and then they will all see. So he came up to me and it was like standing up to me, like right in my face. And it's like I put my hand up like that, like put it towards his face and turned around and just with all my might just clocked him, gave it to him. And it just went boom, boom. He just fell to the ground like a bag of shit. And all his buddies turned around, looked. And they didn't know what was going on. Then, the, then they start trying to attack me, jump kicks, and all my mates are like turn around, going, "What the fuck's going on here?" And we and we're right out the front of our hostel, so we like push them around, and we all get into the hostel, and we're like, oh, "I'm like, oh shit, we I pretty much dropped that guy pretty bad, so they're going to be after me after this. They're not going to sit there and take that, are they?" So we went in there and the bar was on and we drank for another hour and a half. I was like, I'm just going to go home. My, my place is only up the road where I'm staying. So I'll just walk up the road, drank for an hour and a half or so. I was like, look, I'll give you a call. I've got your number on speed dial to my mate Tristan. I was like, I've got your number on speed dial, ready to go. If anything happens, if I ring you, don't even worry about answering. That means I'm in trouble. Just come with everyone that's in the hostel and help me out because something's something bad's happening. So <laughs> we get down, walk down. I'm like, I look out, look outside, and I go left, right, no one around. Okay, cool. Start walking, and in, then in all, Columbia. What town are we talking? This is in Bogota. In Bogota, in yeah, the capital, okay. in uh, in the in the area called La Can- La Candelaria, which is the um, the rustic area, yeah, which okay. is where most of the tourists stay, and um, my hostel was about about five hundred, seven hundred meters away. I started walking down, and I was going to walk around the corner and then walk up and get there, and then yeah, everything's cool, no one's around, then all of a sudden, it's like a fucking movie scene. Cunts start coming from the roof, top of the roof, I look down, and they go. 
this fucking whistle. whistle. I'm like, what the fuck? Look up, and then other cunts come from round the corner. All of a sudden, there's like fucking 30 people. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. 30 people? What the fuck am I going to do here? There's, there's no way I can do anything. I just went... And this is Frick. dark, and this is dark. This is like three in the morning, four in the morning. I'm yeah. like, I'm fucked. I'm and like, oh shit! So I just quickly rang the. I'm like, he knew. I was like, Tristan, they're all coming. Hurry up, bring everyone you have. And so, like, about ten guys came from the hostel. They all come running down, and they're I'm like fucking cornered. So the guy I hit, who fucking was attacking me, and I gave him the first hit. He's like, hijo de puta. Son of a bitch, that's my cousin. Mi primo, attack me, attack me, hit me, hit me, golpe me, hit me. I'm like, oh. So this guy's saying, like, this guy's the cousin of the guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. And he's bigger. He's a lot bigger. He's like fucking bigger than me, bigger size than me. And I'm like, because Latinos aren't that big. Not always, but, you know, this generalization. So this guy was like, little bigger than me and i was like all right well what's going on here he's gonna if i have a crack at him then it's all over then that means all these guys that are standing around watching they're just gonna be all on top of us i'm like no no no, i'm not talking i'm like your cousin attacked me i attack him back nothing 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 and tristan's like i'm and a couple of my mates are all watching they're all like fucking you know we got these guys covered for there's a lot more of us but we'll be able to take some of them a <laughs> lot more of them yeah 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 a lot more of them but there was enough of of and the you, you uh, foreigners worried, you weren't worried about them having guns or like fucking uh, no it wasn't too much like the gun shit they were just like ready to like <coughs> rumble hard and like not like rumble when you get in a fight with a couple of boys at home where it's just fists and stuff they like fucking they get chains. They get fucking bricks. They 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 will get anything that's next to them and hit you with it. They're not clean fighters. It's not fist on fist. This yeah. is anything they have around them. So there was he was pushing me to attack him. So were you scared? Oh fuck yeah! That's one of the only times I was scared. I was like, oh shit! I'm like, I've 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 got myself in something. I don't know how to get out of. And then. I had all my these guys here with them, but they all wanted to kill me. They didn't want to fucking touch them. They were just like after me. I was like, Jesus. And my mate Tristan was there. And I was like, dude, he's like, you're a fast cunt. Like, I'm going to give you a little fucking bonus run. We'll give him a little shove. And then you sprint, you run. They won't catch you. That's what what Tristan said to you. He's like, you, we'll give you a little fucking bump and you run. They won't catch you. I was like, yeah, you're right. What do you mean, give me, give me a bump? He was like, you know, he'll give a little side track so that I've got like a, a, a few seconds to get... Oh, a, yeah, a, like a push quick, the guy out of the way. Yeah, get a, a few second head start for the run. And uh, I was like, yep, yeah, I'll do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then as we finished that talk, in the road, so here in the area, in like an area, they, they don't have like the normal concrete road. It was um, built with like um, bricks, little pavers. The whole road was pavers yeah. and they were fixing it up. So there's lots of p- stacks of pavers everywhere. And then some cunt picked up a fucking massive, like a fucking full on paver and just decided no more. Let's just fuck this off. Let's start it. Let's start this game going. 
and picked up a paver and just threw it at my head and it went flying past my head i felt it hit my fucking hair hit my hair went and i just felt it hit my head and i looked at tristan and i went see ya i went that's it i'm running now i just legged it legged it Fuck. ran up the ran up the street and then Tristan and all them are like with those guys and that's like they ended up like having a bit of a wrestle talk with them and they didn't end up fighting with them too much but I just like bolted and then I had a couple of the, these guys chase me up the road and I'm like up the road and I'm like fucking near the hostel and I was like oh I'm here I'm done and I could see the two cunts that were chasing me these two little skinny cunts I was like oh fucking one now I turn around and start fucking giving the finger going Fuck you, you cut. Fuck you. I started giving them the finger. I was like, I've won. I'm back at my hostel now. Fuck off. And then the cunt pulls out his belt and it's got this massive belt buckle and he starts whipping me out. And I was like, oh shit, I'm not safe yet. And then I'm banging on the door of the hostel. Pablo, wake up. Get the door open. And they're fucking banging, trying to hit me. And I'm like, ah, get out of it. And oh, Pablo's like, oh, close the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are a menace oh that that was the only time i ever had a problem there that yeah. was the only time i ever had a problem and the next day i was like oh shit and i'm living there yeah. and and i'm i'm a blonde haired guy so it's not like i can walk around fucking the town there and be like oh yeah don't know who that guy is yeah did you run like, into those guys again thankfully the hostel that um my mate tristan was staying at was run by an aussie guy and the guys that we got in the blue with were street kids who owned the parking lot. Um, and the owner made a reconciliation between us and we had a little thing about it. And we came together and uh, let it be. Yeah, put we, we, put the, we put the beef away and he was an Aussie. He was like, look, he's an Aussie. You attacked him. This is what we do in Australia. If you attack someone, we fight back. So then they... We got it down to a peace meeting because after that, they have like um, these areas with markets, and I was like, "Well, I'm pretty much fucked. Everywhere I'm go, I've got to watch my back." So I went and bought a an ass baton. If you know what an ass baton is, I used to be in the military, and an ass baton is like the baton that you have, but it's like a metal baton, and, and you extends. flick it out yeah, and it extends. extends. So yeah. I went and bought one of them, and I was like, "Well, I'll take this around. Any cunt comes at me." I'll flick that down and I'll protect myself. If someone's going to have a crack at me, it's not a gun, but I can protect myself with that. But I didn't ever need to do it. I remember we were in in Mexico in Puerto Escondido, um, staying at Clive's hotel at Aqualuna. And Clive grew up on the Gold Coast and he's a friend of ours. So we, we often go down to Mexico and stay at his hotel. And a mate of mine, Jamie from south australia his girlfriend so we went, went out surfing and his girlfriend went for a run and she went, went for a run through town and around the point like around the rocks like around the point of the beach yeah <coughs> sorry and um these two guys end up while she's running and she's got headphones on they grab her huh. throw her up against the fucking rock wall and rob her Right, and so she gets a good look at their face and everything, and like where she was was like a quite secluded area, and there's not too many people there. So she comes back and she's all shaking, yeah, and she comes back to the hotel. We've just come back from the surf, and she's like, "I got robbed, I lost everything." And so 
you know, our natural instinct was to, we fired up. And yeah. I was like, where you are these? You want to find out where these Yeah, where are, are these fuckers, blah, blah. And then Clive gets all angry too. And he's like, He yeah. wants to do the same. Yeah. And so he's like, jump in the car, boys, let's go. And so like, yeah, let's go fucking sort this out, you know? <laughs> so we all run and jump in Clive's car. And we jump in his unit, there's like four or five of us or whatever, and we jump in and we're, we're driving along and, and Clive, he's he's lived in Mexico for years and he's a fiery motherfucker. He doesn't take yeah. any shit if you, if you know Clive. And he's driving along and he's like, all right, boys, like this is the plan, you know, because of where there was, it was like kind of the headland. Um, there was like, you know, and because it was like a cliff and a path around the headland, he's like, okay, we'll split up. Like two of you go that way and three of us will go this way. You know what I mean? And we'll cut them, and off, we'll and, cut them off and we'll, and we'll find where they on. are. Yeah. And we're like, all right, sounds like a good plan. I'm like, yeah, let's ready to go. Let's find these fuckers, blah, blah. There's two. We, we had the description of what they look like and everything. And we're driving along and then Clive's like, yeah, so um, how do you guys go like with knife fights? And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And he goes, no, like how, how do you go with fighting against someone with a knife? And I was like... No. What are, well, I what don't are you talking about? knives. Yeah, I was like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, well, yeah, like, how, how, how do you go, like, fight, like knife fighting? Are you a good like, knife fighter? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, are you a good knife like, fighter? I'm like, I'll punch him and that'll be it. Yeah, and I'm like, and what, like what, are, what are you talking about? He goes, and he goes, dude, they're going to have, he's like, if they don't have a gun, they're at least going to have a knife. And he's like, they're going to... They, like, they don't have a gun. And you're like, yeah, hang on. Yeah. I didn't sign up for guns, let alone knives. Yeah. What I'm the like, fuck's going on? Yeah. And I'm All like, right, we're in Mexico. Shit. Yeah, we're on the way there. And I'm like... And Clive's like, he's ready to go. And he's he's used to this shit. And he's just suddenly like... He wants to know if we've got his back kind of thing. He's like, say, you know, say, how do you, how do you go with knife fights? And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? He's like, well, how do you... you know, if he's got a gun, like, we got... You know, you're just like, you're going to grab... You know, what are you going to do? You know, he's mm. like, of course they're going to have at least a knife, or they're going to have a baton, or they're going to have a fucking gun. Oh, it's scary when someone has a knife. And, like, right and then I'm just like, Clive, pull over for a second. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? And he goes, what are you talking about? He's like, they're Berditos. They're robbing people. He's like, they're not just going to sit think? there. And I'm no, like, they're not, they're not fucking robbing people with their penis. Yeah, and it's so funny because we're, <laughs> we're in this car with testosterone and everyone's all fucking like jacked up and everything. Mm-hmm. And then Clive suddenly like put the, he the, put real, the situation real situation in. on you. Like, and I just oh, remember, shit. I just actually, remember going, everyone real, like going, fuck, like, do you reckon it's better if we just claim this one on travel insurance? <laughs> yeah, let's fuck this up. Who cares? If we find them, we'll fuck them. But yeah, until then, like, no. Yeah, and Clive, I just remember Clive going, well, if you boys aren't ready for a knife fight, then we probably should just go to the cop shot and just and just, um, and just just huh. put a claim in, you know? Shit. And I was like, Shit, and I just remember looking fight, at everyone yeah. and all of us are like, yeah, oh, no, I'm not ready really, for a knife yeah, fight. Not ready for a yeah, knife fight. Yeah, we're just kind of thinking like Australians, like someone's yeah, going to, yeah, no, we're just going to have a punch fight. up That's with no some good. guy. Couple punch up, someone falls over, it's all over, we're done. <coughs> not yeah. with those fuckers, no. Yeah, not in Mexico. I just I just remember like it was real, man. It suddenly got real. We're like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like these guys are banditos uh, and like, and that's, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing when you're traveling sometimes. It's like... You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and you don't... That's why you don't... don't know you what's going to happen. You don't fuck with I used to, that, that reminds me of, uh, so the first time I went traveling, uh, you know, the first time you ever do a traveling, you, you prepare way too much. You have way too much shit that you're never going to need. Yeah. And you, you're carrying all this bullshit around whether you don't need. Like so a- I, I didn't know when I first went traveling. So I was in the Navy and shit and I was like, well, I'm Boy Scout. So I had fucking, I thought I was going to end up in like the fucking 
and the Amazon with fucking Indians and fucking traveling. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had, so I had everything. I had fucking water purifying tablets. I had fucking <laughs> malaria tablets. Everything you could ever imagine. In the end, I had like my backpack was like 40 fucking kilos. I was carrying on my back. It was ridiculous. In the end, I ended up sending a whole heap of shit home. But I, I get off the bus. And I was just like this target. You'd see this cunt get off the bus. Fucking have this big backpack on. And it's like, you could just like go like that. Just push me to the side and I'd fall over like a bag yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, because you'd just be looking going, that's the guy we're going to rob. All we have to do is attack him from the side. And he's going to fall over. You jump, fucking bang, get him. And this shit went through my head quite a bit. And I was like, you know, I'm very trustworthy. I, I, I'm not going to... I don't, I never really got robbed, ever really, in my whole travels in South America. There's a couple of times where I got slightly robbed, but not really robbed. Um, yeah, like pickpocketed? I got yeah, pickpocketed yeah, yeah, pickpockets and shit like that. You get that. Yeah. But no one ever, like, physically, like, fucking put a gun, knife, or attack yeah. me to rob me. So I when I did... Machu Picchu. I, um, I, 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 when I did that, I had this fucking. I bought this cool walking stick, and I travelled around with it. Every my fucking. I wonder if my ex in Colombia, uh, in in uh, Argentina, still has it. I had this fucking cool walking stick that I travelled with through Peru. Took it everywhere I went. Left it at her place. Never fucking got it back. But it was carved with all the Inca. Um, symbols and stuff and had a little wristband and I took that when I was hiking that was my hiking stick and everywhere I went I got off the bus and that was my hiking stick and it was a big long like fucking five and a half foot six foot stick so when I got off the bus I get off the bus and I start twirling the stick around fucking spin it around everywhere looking like a crazy cunt with it it was like (laughs) It's like, yeah, motherfuckers, you come up with me. You better fucking get ready for that in the side of your head. (laughs) (laughs) But it worked. (laughs) (laughs) No cunt fucking tried to attack me. But I was traveling by myself and I was a fucking target, especially in Bolivia and shit. They were like, like, I could see the cunts. They'd look like, look at that cunt. Mm. We get him. Like, yeah. Yeah, dollar sign on your head. Give a little spin around. like. Got this fucking stick. I'm gonna fucking the whack thing you is, in the like side we're, of the head. We're with joking this about this, but both both of us sort of travelled around South America and, and Asia and everything. And this is a common thing that you're constantly coming around by people that have just fucked up and put themselves massive targets and got robbed with yeah. everything. And yeah. it's not like it's not like oh shit, I lost my backpack and all that stuff. It's like uh, I lost everything. my passport, my money, my cards, everything. everything. I'm at an Australian embassy. The Australian embassy won't help me out, hmm. but the English embassy will, and they're flying me back to Australia. You know, it's yeah. just like you know, like it's it's an end you, trip. You gotta, it's, you gotta it's rely on that. It's a lot of money yeah. that it costs you, big time. The only yeah. the one time that well, I've had a few little fuck ups that are quite funny. One time in Bolivia, and uh, my Spanish was pretty poor, wasn't great, but it was okay to understand. So I can't even remember what town I was in, but we're at the bus stop, and we get to the bus stop, and you you know you go in there, and you're like, okay, I'm going to this place. Um, when's the next bus? And they say, oh, you know, it's in an hour and a half. I'm like, sweet. Okay, hour and a half. Put my bag down, pay for the ticket, give the bag over. And then I was like, so the bus is going to be leaving 
at one o'clock. Okay. And they've always got like restaurants or food places nearby. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have a feed. Bus is leaving at one. Um, I'll come back at 12.30. I come back. I go and have a feed. Come back and I, I go down. They tell me which spot it is. Like fucking spot 20. Go down to 20. I'm like, there's not even my bus. There's no buses. There's no one there. I'm like, this is a bit weird. Look around the corner. There's no buses anywhere. I'm like, oh, fuck, what's going on? All right. Go up there. And I go up. As soon as I go up and see them, they look at me and they're like, oh. I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> as soon as they go, that doesn't mean a good thing. And they're like, the bus has already left. I'm like, what do you mean the bus has already left? You told me it was one o'clock. It's 12.30. The bus left like 15 minutes ago. I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? I've got all my shit on there. I've got this like... Oh, it's my, on the bus. It's on. So I miss the bus and my bag is on the bus with everything. I've got my bag with my passport, my money. So that's fine. I always kept that shit. Yeah, the little bag. Con- the little bag. The little bag, uh, the little bag of... That's your get fucked bag. Yeah, everything goes to bad. You've got your passport. You've got your money. You've just lost all your clothes and everything else you have. So you're fine. You can get out. You can do whatever you need. But I was like, shit. And they're like... <gasps> clap their hands and they're like taxi taxi i'm like what taxi what, we're gonna chase how long ago did they leave 20 minutes ago and i'm like yeah you can catch it <laughs> so we get this taxi and we're like the taxi driver just goes Woof! he's just like hunking down the road we're chasing the bus so we just start speeding after the bus to catch up with the bus so i can get on the bus <laughs> so, fucking fanging down the road and he's like oh he's laughing carrying on he's like oh you know smoking carrying out the window i'm like holy shit are we gonna make it and if we do make it this cunt's like driving like a prick we might fucking die on the way and he's just cruising along we get towards the bus and i'm like oh we've made it we finally made it after about 25 minutes i'm like oh how much i'm gonna pay this guy and i gave him some fucking good money gave him a tip in the end but as we get to the bus, he's like, just goes up to the bus, starts flashing the lights, beep, 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 flashing at the bus, and then swerving at the bus, making the bus almost like run off the road. So then the bus is like, what's this crazy bastard doing? And then all of a sudden, the bus pulls over, and it's like, I come running on, and it's like, oh, you were supposed to be on the bus. Yeah. Another <laughs> <laughs> the gringo. Oh, that was, that was pretty funny. That, Fact, was, I, that was that was hectic. Though. The scariest like, bus ride of my life was from Bolivia to Peru. Bolivia, that's oh had my so God. many random things in Bolivia. Like they're just driving so crazy, and I just remember looking down, like cliff face down and the side, chewing the coca leaves. Yeah, the, ch- oh the whole time. Yeah, mental. And you're like, this dude's like off his head. Yeah, driving the bus, and they, once they chew the coca leaves, they don't want to stop. It's like Red Bull. Yeah. Once you get going, you know, when you're in the zone, you're like. Don't, don't talk to me. I'm in the zone. I can't, if I stop, it's it. I've yeah. got to keep going. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I had that on a, a bus ride in Bolivia. Bolivia was a lot of times was the crazy shit. Mm. And uh, I used to call them the bag ladies. So the the old ladies with the bowler hats and the big skirts. Yeah. And they kind of, um, they don't want to be nasty or anything, but they uh, they didn't shower a lot. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, I actually remember that up in the in the mountains, and they 
Just the I didn't smell shower of a lot. Locals, and I was yeah. traveling by myself, so I'd always have a seat by myself and I'd end up with someone sitting next to me, obviously. And this bag lid, she stunk so bad. She had chicken on her lap. And I was like, Jesus Christ, how long is this bus like ride going to be? Like a raw chicken? A, yeah. Or a live chicken? Live chicken. A live chicken. Live chicken. She had it like wrapped its leg wrapped in a string and it had it she had it like tied to her arm i'm like oh this is shit how long is my bus ride I'm like 10 hours plus and i've got this chicken next to it <laughs> i'm like this thing's gonna jump at me later and scratch my face while i'm asleep or something like, oh this is shit and there was no toilet on the bus and the guy was like on the coca leaves the whole time just like pumping going the whole way and he wouldn't stop for a piss break. You know, normally you stop for a piss break, a little something to eat, whatever. And he, he was just in the zone. He wouldn't stop. And the locals were getting pissed off. And he he was like, no, we we'll keep going. We'll just wouldn't stop. So in the end, people were just pissing in in the corridor. And like the, the straight in the lane, just pissing. The old bag ladies are just pissing now. And this guy was driving like a maniac around the corners and they'd be like, oh, piss just flowing down. I was like, this is fucking horrible. This What's going I, on? I do remember some of those buses and oh. you're feeling so disgusted. I remember everyone was t- teasing me. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I remember my friends were teasing me because... I was traveling with dead old hand cleaner at the time when I traveled in South America. Yeah, that's, that's a fucking... You know what I had? Vicks Vapor Rub. Vicks Vapor Rub. I would when I go on the bus, I would put I get a little fucking finger full of Vicks Vapor Rub, put it straight under my nostril, because then I wouldn't smell the shit. Just I would just smell Vicks Vapor Rub the whole time. Fuck. I mean, I was in Bolivia <laughs> and we were traveling we were on our way to Lake Titicaca. Lake Titicaca's cool. Yeah, but we're on the bus and I got the fucking I got um Barley belly. Well, not barley belly. I was like, oh, Bolivia belly. Bolivia belly. BB. And we stopped for the piss break. And I just remember getting off the bus and just running, like trying to get to the toilet in the bus shelter. Oh, and, and I remember a hole in the ground. You're like, yeah. Fuck. And it was like. No toilet paper. No, God it was like. Damn it. Yeah, no toilet paper. <laughs> but it was like, it's just, a, it was a hole in the ground, but it was a silver bucket oh. and no toilet seat or anything. And I just remember I had to like. You just go, you don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just got it's to the like, point. Whatever. It got to the point. I remember that, that couple of days where everything was so dirty and so disgusting with everything and the buses and, and I just I just gave up. That whole dead old hand cleaner just went out the window. It was just oh, like, I just give up. I just whatever. need it. It happens. Yeah. It happens. I Another one with Bolivia was pretty funny. Was we? Did you ever do Salada Uni? Yeah, Salada Uni. Yeah, yeah, we did a big... Oh, so that's the so the fun. salt flats yeah. in the south. And you can enter... We entered it from Chile. Yeah, from, you can enter um, from Chile. From San Pedro, from the driest yeah. desert on earth. Yeah. And we went up through the, the salt flats, which is the biggest salt flats on earth. And so it it's used amazing. to, it used to be amazing. an inland... You look like, it was an ocean. You look like you're in Mars. Half the time when we're traveling through there, I was like, this scenery doesn't even look like it should be yeah. on earth it's well, look, it's look like on mars i think from memory so what it was is when the andes mountains rose it rose up out of the ocean and left an inland ocean yeah and then that dried out and left all the salt yeah and i remember there was an island in the middle there which cactus was all coral island. cactus island it was all coral and that cactus island 
every cactus there, they had like massive cactuses that were like eight, ten foot tall more. And every cactus, one centimeter equaled one year. Yeah. So you're looking at cactuses that were hundreds older than fucking Jesus Christ or whatever you want to think of. Yeah. So cactus mega, are. mega, mega old. Yeah. It's insane. Driving across the salt flats. Yeah, oh, that was insane. Best. Yeah, it was like... It's the best. I remember being out in the middle of it and stopping and there was, you couldn't see land. Yeah. All around it was that big. It's crazy. Good mm. good times. I remember we went when we were there. I got altitude sickness. Yeah, easy to get. It yeah. was... It, it was Kelly's so birthday, weird. my ex-girlfriend's birthday. It's so birthday. weird. It looks warm. It looks warm. There's sun right all over you the whole time. It was sunny, but it was freezing cold. Yeah. So cold. Yeah. So cold. I remember we were in a village there. It was one fucking thing I wasn't really proud of, but we did it. And then we ended up in the village and we were drinking with some people. And uh, we ran out of piss. And we were playing shithead. You know, the, the shithead. card game. Yeah, yeah, the shithead card game. And it was like a, a drinking card game. So we, we ran out and we were like, oh, we've got to go get some more piss. So uh, we went out into the village to try to look for some more piss. And there was no piss. No, everything was closed. So it was piss, but the, the store was closed. And we're like... Well, this is little villages too. Little, set little, scene, little. Like tiny, tiny Tiny, village. tiny village. Like one shop in the yeah, whole village. One shop, that's it. So we were already drunk and we're like, oh, fuck it. Let's just, let's just break in. Oh, you idiot. <laughs> so we broke into the store. No, but like in a good manner. Like I didn't like... At the, the window was kind of cracked open so we opened the window and jumped in and we were like oh what if someone's awake i'm like well we can kind of speak spanish we'll be able to talk to them and just say we want to buy a bowl of rum <laughs> and so we got in no one was around so we just grabbed a bowl of rum and a couple bags of chips or whatever and then we left like a tip for like five times the amount that it would have cost and just left it behind on the thing but can you imagine if they caught us? You can't trying to explain. Oh, well, no, we left a five time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we jumped, we left. I always thought back. Imagine these pricks. They woke up and were like, someone broke in and left us money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like these guys. This is, I want people to break in all the time. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. We, we did it in I a good way. I felt bad, but then was like, no, we're, we're, we're good thieves. Yeah. Like it's not we're not thieves. We just they close the store and we really would cry this alcohol. <laughs> it's a very important game of shithead. <laughs> oh my god! Some of the benders that we went on in South America. Hmm. It's um because there you get yeah. I remember we went on this bender in for Christmas, Christmas and New Year's, and we're in this hostel in Chile, down in the south, down in Pichilemu. And we were the first people to stay in this hostel that just opened because it was an old, like, lighthouse on this peninsula. Yeah. And there was four of us, us Aussies, and then there was these four German girls. And so we said to the German guy, girls, like, oh, do you want to put in for alcohol? And we're going to, like, have a big party. I said, yeah, no worries. So we all put in, and we went to the bottle shop and bought all this alcohol. And so then we, we partied for Christmas. Yeah. Woke up the next That's day. And we had all this fucking alcohol left. So then we just partied again. Of course. Woke up Boxing the next day. day. We still had alcohol left. So we partied again. And then 
Um, I remember the third day we, we got up and we're all hung over. We're like, oh, we've just been drinking for three days and partying. And, yeah. and I remember ex-girlfriend at the time was like, oh, God. And we had all these bottles. We had to clean up the hostel. We felt yeah. pretty bad because we pushed it. We pushed the limit by how we're acting in the hostel. Yeah, yeah, and, of course. But. You know. <laughs> and I remember, okay, okay, so we'll take back all the bottles because they're in, in Chile and Argentina and everything. You take back all your yeah, bottles to the, the bottle shop and you, and get, you money get money back. Money back. But for instance, it cost a, for a dollar, you would get a liter of beer. Yeah. And when you take the bottle back, you get 50 cents back. So you get half the price back. Yeah. So I still remember me and my mate, we got all these boxes of all these bottles and we take it back to get the money back. And you just got more piss. And yeah. I just remember sitting there. We got, we got, got all this. Piss. We got all the money back. And we're sitting there. And we're like, oh. Let's get more beer. We might as well just buy more alcohol. So then we, yeah, we, <laughs> we ended up buying all this alcohol. And that took it into a six-day yeah. Yeah, six bender. Oh. And the only reason it stopped the bender was that we ended up actually getting kicked out of the hostel. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember, yeah, we ended up getting kicked out. Like, that's it. And we, had, we ended up sleeping oh. on the beach at um, Punta de Lobos. We all uh, we all hitchhiked down and slept on the beach, but it was just yeah, what we got away with. You always get away with shit when you're at hostels. Yeah, but I was also Crazy young. We're twenty, oh, we're twenty one, and we're just stupid shit all the time with yeah. that. All the time. I remember being in um, in Santiago in Chile, and uh, you know everyone's they don't understand Australia with certain things, and so they wanted to know like. Uh, I was trying to explain to him about Aussie rules, football. And there was one Aussie guy and we were, we were all walking out to go out on the piss. And they were like, so what do you do? I'm like, well, you take big speckies. And like, what's a specky? I was like, right, eh? I ran up and on this Aussie guy, I took a big specky on top of his head and he fell first so that's when you run up and jump on someone's yeah, back run up to catch the ball catch up high the ball, big mark and i did that on this aussie guy's back and i was like yeah he knows what's going on he's used to it and he just went head first into the into the sidewalk footpath whatever you want to call it and just grazed up the whole of his head just ripped the whole of his head up he couldn't come out and it was like we're like oh shit probably you're all right and then we looked and he was just bleeding everywhere. I was like, oh my God, what have I done to this guy? And he was all ripped up. He couldn't go out with us. He went back to the hostel. It was all ripped up. We took him back to the hostel. He was drunk and then concussed from that. And he went, we all went out. We left him behind. It was like, okay, what do we do? So we left him, just go back to bed and we find. And he went AWOL. He just went crazy. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but what, they what he kicked just... him. He they kicked him out. He was gone. They, the 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 owner was an Aussie, and Aussies, you know, were pretty laid back. So many hostels just... around the world that Australians. I know. Strange, I remember there was one in Panama randomly, and these two Aussie guys owned he, he it. He kicked he kicked the this Aussie guy out because afterwards apparently he went around just like got naked and tried to jump into bed with all these chicks. I was like, well, that's not my fault. I may have jumped on him and fucking he got concussed, concussed a little bit, but I didn't make him get naked and go and jump in bed with all these chicks. <laughs> they booted him after that. But I did still feel a little bit guilty because maybe if he wasn't concussed, he wouldn't have done that stupid shit. 
but <laughs> maybe if he wasn't concussed. <laughs> but yeah. I got I got my shit back from that fucking that hostel. That hostel was a that hostel was a fuck up everywhere I went there. So I was slept on the bottom bunk, and there was this Swiss guy, and he fucking pissed the bed <laughs> on top of me. I was like, I never had that ever happen to me. But he pissed the bed, and I was like dripping. I was like, what the fuck's this? I can't fucking piss the bed. No. I was so Shut angry. And I fucking got up. I was like, you fucking piss in the bed. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I get real stoned. And it happens sometimes. I'm like, well, never fucking smoke ever again when I'm underneath you. That's fucking horrible. Or take the bottom bunk. I was like, yeah, you should be the bottom bunk. I remember oh. a mate of ours when I was living in Bali. And a mate of ours, I probably shouldn't say his name. Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know no, who but, that is. Don't know. But he used to get drunk and piss the bed. Oh. But he was aware of it, right? He knew what was going on. So what he used to do was um I mean, it was so funny, like so I come to I come to his hotel room to pick him up, we're going out one night and I come in, we're just having a couple of beers and I walk in his room, I was like, Oh dude, you've got two beds in here. I was like, oh, yeah, sick. You had a pretty good room. And he goes, oh, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, if we get too pissed or whatever, I'll just crash here or whatever. And he goes, and then I, I look at the beds and I was like, and they've both been slept in. And I was like, oh, actually, do you have someone staying with you? And he goes, oh, nah, I kind of sleep in both beds. I go, why? And he goes, yeah, I need, I need a room with two beds. What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, yeah, when I get drunk, he's like, I've got a bed that I sleep in when I'm drunk and then when, when I'm sober. And I'm like, what do you do in that bed? Yeah, I'm like, why? And he goes, oh, I got, sometimes I just, I get drunk and I just, I end up pissing myself. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah, this is the thing that he has. No, actually, <laughs> I've got a few mates like this. I've got another mate. I, I live with a guy in Western Bar who did the same thing. Every fucking time he'd sleep on the couch. But it was good. He, he would just piss himself on the couch. Because he knew well, when he was drunk right. to not as get long into as bed. It's piss and not shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> If you shit yourself, then that's fucked. <laughs> Piss is okay. It's liquid. Oh, God. Okay, we're drunk, and I've got to go to the airport. Dude, it's midnight, and I have to got to make it to Fort Lauderdale from Naples in a couple Four of hours. hours. Yeah, and you're, you're now eating Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking cold, too. It's burrito time. <laughs> All right, let's... I haven't even hey, and don't forget, Shanksy, the new the new model will be um because we can't tell the real stories here because there is too many naughty stories, but the incrimination is way too high, so it can't be done. So, <coughs> well, I told you before that's the, that's the one problem about having a podcast yep. that's diaries of the wild ones is that can't can't do it. I know so many people with the, the wildest stories that I have ever heard. Do not make it to this podcast because can't. people can't they tell can't them. Do it. Like I know some of the what, and I it's not just even it's legal have, reasons or discriminating reasons, or their wife or their girlfriend or like or someone is going to be like oh so angry mm-hmm. about that yeah yeah so you can't do it. But, but that's the, that's the thing about when people travel, especially as like they just let their hair down. People yeah. get so fucking wild sometimes. Yeah, it's it's the the way you enjoy life and you have fun and you know certain things can happen when. Yeah, you're not supposed to happen, and yeah, you may or, do things that you normally wouldn't do, but uh, you know, yeah, it, it happens. Or so, even, yeah, or even I told you what the, I had. I had an idea. 
from uh, I wanted to make it into a book and it would be unknown so no one would know who said each story and the name was called Tales from the Bottom of a Bottle because what's the every good story generally is with alcohol yes, or I'm too drunk. drugs or whatever it is but generally it's every good story has something to do with piss yeah well this is one of those situations and i kind of i know you're doing it to me it's like <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking around going shit i have to pack my stuff i don't even know where my stuff is around your house and i you need to pack right. it yeah <laughs> 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 and I'm gonna make it to the airport. I've got a two hour, two hours to get to the airport, and then I'm flying to Mexico. Oh shit! I'll be in Mexico. Oh, tonight. Sleep when you're dead. Yeah, exactly. I'll be in Mexico tonight. Sleep when tonight. you're dead, which is on the plane. Yeah, exactly. How many times does this happen? Where you like, you're just trying to get to the just plane, like, oh. and once you're on the plane, you're like, okay, everything's all right, and you can just relax. That actually happened on the way here from Sweden. I flew, I, flew, I flew from Sweden to here. It was the same thing. <gasps> I nearly... Oh, my God. Did I tell you that I nearly missed my flight? No. No, I flew from Gothenburg to Sweden... Oh, to Stockholm. And then I was waiting for my flight from Stockholm to Fort Lauderdale, where we are here, like in, in yeah. Florida. And my flight was to leave at 10 o'clock. And then it was delayed. And it was delayed until... It said 1 o'clock. So I was like, fucking... Because I hadn't slept the night before. Yeah. I was like... And it was, I hadn't slept because I, I was out with my friends, but then I, I went back and just, I had to get at the airport so early to do it. So I was like, fuck, I'll just lay down and I'll set my alarm for one o'clock and I'll just sleep. Yeah. So I laid down and just fell asleep. Next thing I hear over the speaker, like Aaron Shanks, last call for Aaron Shanks. <laughs> I'm like, what? what the fuck? And like, next thing I get up, go to the gate and they're like, and it's only 1230, but everyone's bored like bored because there was a maintenance issue with the plane. So that was fixed. And then they decided to board everyone. And I, as soon as I come up, they're like, are you Aaron? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, hurry, run, run, run. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So next What's thing I'm on? running to try to get on the plane. But I made it here. Yeah. So I, you made it. Yeah. How was that Taco Bell? You just ate the $5, $5 special. $5 special spring. It's like five tacos and a Coke for five bucks. That is so dirty. Really good. That good is, value. That is so dirty. It is very dirty, but it's um, sensationally good at the same time. Especially when you drink a lot of beer. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Get out of here. See you, everybody. So if you like this episode, please feel free to share it and leave a rating. And if you have or know of anyone with a wild story, please get in contact with me through my Instagram, Aaron underscore Shanks, or the website, diariesofthewildones.com, because I'd love to sit down over a beer or a coffee and hear it. I do it like a double.